Now we're getting to the bottom of everything. It's time for Mother Angelica. I mean, that's awesome. Answering the call. Answering the call. This world is no place for Catholic chickens. Answering the call. You call that a failure? I call it a great success. Here's Father Joseph and Doug Keck. I am Doug Keck, and I'm joined by my co-host, Father Joseph Mary Wolf, for yet another edition of Mother Angelica Answering the Call, the program that features the best of Mother's live show questions from viewers over the years and her powerful and insightful responses. Mm -hmm. And always great to be with you, Father. And with you too, Doug. And, you know, recently we aired the one-hour Rotowise special about her life, her causes proceeding. She's a servant of God. And, um, you know, in that uh, special that was aired, they said, well, perhaps without Rhoda Weiss, there would have been no Mother Angelica because she received a healing at Rhoda's advice to pray to St. Therese. Of course, God could work in other ways. But the influence that she had on this girl, Rita Rizzo, who would eventually become Mother Angelica, and Rita would never know that on earth. She died in 1948. The impact that she would have on Mother Angelica and others. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important for all of us to realize just the influence and impact we can have just in being faithful to the Lord ourselves. Absolutely. And we've got several topics. Prayer for a man with a heart condition, uh, the power of prayer, of course. Don't spend your time listening to a liar. And first up, how many times do you have to forgive? Mm-hmm. I thought it was 70 times 7, no? <laughs> yeah, and Mother brings that up. <laughs> and how the memory has a hard time forgetting. That's a great line because even if our memory still recalls the hurt, we can choose to forgive. You know, And I like what Mother said, too, that that other person will not be there at your judgment. <laughs> so think about that. It's just going to be, where's your heart at? Is your heart still full of hate and resentment, or have you really, did you really strive to forgive them, to have a heart of compassion and forgiveness? I think one of the great insights also the church has a mother talks about here is the idea, you're called to forgive with your heart. You mm-hmm. can't make the other person reciprocate that, right. but you have to do your part. Your heart, that's what really the key is. You know, I made that point, we did the series of seven last words of christ up at the shrine and i talked about some of mother's uh intentions and the different areas that we went to but in the first word father forgive them they know not what they do i think when we contemplate that when we look at the cross and we remember those words of our lord something of his power to forgive is imparted to us so that we're able to forgive more freely Right, and she makes the point that you really have to ask the Lord to help you, especially when you're trying to do it for someone who clearly Mm -hmm. is going out of the way not to forgive you, right? And learn from Mary, because Mary obviously had to do that too at the foot of the cross. So let's see what Mother has to say specifically about how many times do you have to forgive. And now we have a call. Hello? Hello. Hi, where are you from? I'm Tony from Elgin, Illinois. And what is your question? Uh, my question, Mother, is first of all, I would like to say thank you for the many times your words have saved me and inspired me. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, my question is, when you speak of forgiveness and you say to always forgive your enemy, mm-hmm. um, and then the more you forgive, it seems like the more you get hurt. Yeah. How many times do you keep going back to forgive <laughs> before you draw the line and say, well, I have to pr- protect my soul in the eyes of God, too? Yeah, everybody answered you. 
the audience should have said 70 times 7. See, it all depends. Do you work with these people? These people? Do you live with these people? It depends a lot on who it is. Not that you forgive by who it is, but if you live with someone, you're married to them, or they're your children, you have to forgive. Seventy times seven times a day. If the Lord would have said a lifetime, you might not be too bad. You can figure that one out. If you're 70 years old, be 10 times a year. <laughs> not quite. <laughs> but see, that's not the point, honey. The point is the heart. The memory has a hard time forgetting. See, that's the problem. We go by our mind. You can't go by your heart, mind. You've got to go by your heart. We must forgive from the heart. And sometimes, if this is a workman or somebody you see once a month or once a week, you have to forgive and forget. You can't forget, but you can must forgive. See, you don't have to put yourself in a position working and smack you over and over, see. But that isn't the point. The point is that you're tired of forgiving. But when I get tired like that, I count all the times I've gone to confession. I'm 77, and after I was 18, that's when I began to know the Lord. I didn't know him before that. I went every week. So some of you mathematicians can figure out that I'm 77, and if I went every week, that's a lot at this point. But our Lord forgave me every single time. Every single time. Unlike myself or my neighbor, he forgave and forgot. It doesn't mean God doesn't see everything all the time. It means that he desires, his will is not to remember your sins when he sees you or lives in you. They are like not there. Hmm. That's the way he forgives. And, and aren't you happy? He doesn't remember. He doesn't hold your past against you because he looks at your desire now. Your desire. You say you want some forgiveness, true. Well, there are some people who will not forgive, and that's their big problem. If you forgive and they don't, that's not a, a concern of yours. The concern is how do you stand before God? You were born alone, and I can verify you will die alone. And all that matters at that one point that we call death, there's no one around, no one. Your mind is lifted up, so you have no memory, intellect, will. It's, I don't know what happens to it, but at that point you stand alone. There he will see how you forgive over and over. That other person will not be there at all. There you are, and it's all there. That's what you have to think of. 
Oh, I can see she get tired. But you see, he had to be tired too. Being God, being master of the world, having everything in his hand, and nothing, nothing, nothing lives without his keeping it in existence. And nothing dies that he doesn't will it from the smallest ant to the greatest person. You see, we're dealing with God. We have to act like God. If it's somebody at work, get another job. Maybe you can do that. But we all have a cross. Some we make ourselves. But we all have a cross from God himself, designed specially for you. And that cross, whether it's physical, mental, spiritual, whatever it is, that particular cross is the main beam in your cross and the main reason why you will be holy and indicates your glory in heaven. Hmm. Your entire glory in heaven will be dependent on how you carried your cross. So if we, I would suggest you, you think of the Lord. You see, he's the only one that can give us courage to forgive, especially when you know somebody is deliberately not forgiving. Well, you've got to pray for that person. That's what he said. Do good. What does it mean to do good? You can't give them a gift. You pray for them. That's doing good. I would do good. And I would ask Our Lady, who forgave as her son forgave, for the grace to forgive and not remember. And moving ahead, our next topic, a caller, don't spend your time listening to a liar. Mm. Uh, that, that's a problem. Many times we get caught up in mm -hmm. listening to people saying things that aren't good for us to, to really think about too long. And the evil one is a liar from the beginning, our Lord said. And so when you have something that is diminishing your faith, your courage, your love, it's from the enemy. Something that encourages you to faith and trust and hope and love, that's from our Lord. And if you're tempted to despair, do the opposite. Mm -hmm. Say the little prayer, Jesus, I trust in you. Do some work of charity. So recently, our radio producer and I, we were working with the Franciscans of the Poor downtown, and we visited the homeless. And you know, after those experiences, you realize how small your problems really are compared to somebody who's just trying to get over an addiction, who's trying to just stay warm for the night. And uh, so the getting out of ourselves, too, that can be helpful in overcoming despair. Right, and I think what's always important, I remember Father Spitzer would always say, if what's going on and who you're listening to is bringing you closer to the Lord, then that's the right voice. Mm -hmm. If it's if it's causing to separate you from your spiritual life, then you know you shouldn't be listening to that voice. And I was talking with a, a lady recently, uh, and she was talking about just all the things that were going wrong, and she was just overwhelmed by it. I said, well, you know, Mother was Italian, and she could be open and honest about their frustrations and speaking about the Lord, but we must always conclude with, but I trust you. And I think what Mother makes a point right at the end of this, that it's not only that he's a liar because he wants to lie, mm -hmm. he lies because he can't tell the truth. Yeah, all he can do is uh, 
you know, pervert what is good. That's the only thing he can do. He can't create anything. So don't spend your time listening to a liar. We have another call. Hello? Yes, thank you, Mother, for taking my call. My question is this. How do we resist the temptation to despair? Well, any temptation to despair is not of God. You need to think of that. No temptation to despair is of God. The enemy wants you to despair, so you forgive to ask forgiveness. You forget to ask forgiveness. And then you go without saying, I'm sorry, Lord, because that's all the enemy. Stay away from him. Know your enemy. He's not handing you roses. He's handing you help. Don't be careful of, of any kind of despair. See, because you must to pray Our Lady. You must pray to Our Lady. You must pray to our dear Lord. He saved you. He didn't go through all of that so you could go down there. Mm -mm. He came to save you, and he wants to save you. And all heaven rejoices when you don't listen to those temptations. So see, those, those temptations come directly from the liar. And our dear Lord said to the Pharisees, oh. He said, you're like your father. Oh, boy. Who was a liar from the beginning. Hmm. Not a pleasant thing to say. But it came from God. So, the enemy was a liar from the beginning. He cannot give you truth. He cannot give you beauty. He can't give you anything that's good. He wants to take that good away from you. And the only thing he can do to a human being is to encourage him to despair. Your sins are greater than God's mercy. You're no good. You were never no good. And they go, no, 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 no. Don't listen to the liar. He cannot tell the truth. And what a waste, huh, to spend your time listening to a liar. <laughs> That's kind of dumb. There's more Mother Angelica answering the call on EWTN Radio. Let's return to Mother Angelica answering the call with Father Joseph and Doug Kecht on EWTN Radio. And we appreciate you staying with us for part two of Mother Angelica Answering the Call, our weekly program. Doug Keck, along with Father Joseph Mary Wolf, our chaplain here at EWTN. Next up, a call about the power of prayer, something Mother knew a lot about. She did, and this is one of the more interesting calls because it's a lady talking about her husband, and Mother says, put your husband on the phone. <laughs> you know, I was really surprised to, you know, to hear that. And uh, so she talks to him directly, and she prays for him directly. And I'd ask any one of you who may be struggling with depression or something serious, listen to this prayer that Mother prays as being prayed for you, and really take that to heart, that, Lord, I need this. I need this healing for what Mother is praying for, for this man, Scott. 
Absolutely. And I think in dealing with this, one of the great insights the church has with all of these things is that if you're you're suffering with this, you should go see a doctor. You should mm-hmm. make sure there's yeah. not some chemical reason or something else that's gone, going on in your life mm-hmm. that's causing this. But even if you get medication to do that, you need to marry that with your prayer life, right? Yeah, Sister Bree McKenna, right, that she had the gift of healing and has it. And yet she went in for surgery. She realized that the healing wasn't for that particular thing. And yet she is obviously a woman of prayer. So we pray, we entrust it all to the Lord, even while we want to get all the professional help we need. Right. And another aspect, we always have to stop, and in this particular uh, phone call, the idea of, am I trying to take on too much? Am I worrying too much? Mm -hmm. Am I not letting go and letting God take care of these things? It's really, a, sometimes we can fall into a lack of trust in God's providence, that he really does turn absolutely everything to our good, and we can trust him. That's right. The Power of Prayer with Mother Angelica. Well, we have a call. Hello? Hello? Hi, where are you from? Lake Charles. And what is you? Lake Charles. How you like that? Hey. And, and what is your question? Well, Mother Angelica, I've been watching you for a long time, and you've given me so much support. And here recently, for a couple of months, my husband's been going through a, de- a severe depression. Mm. And we've tried doctors, psychiatrists, all different kinds of medicine and hospital treatments. And he's finally got to the end of his rope. And he's trying to find God. And it's just really hard for him. What, what is the cause of his depression? Um, one doctor says chemical imbalance. One doctor will say he worries about too much, tries to feel God's shoes and trying to control sicknesses, and most of all, I don't think he knows, and he tried to go to a Christia down here, and he was just in a constant panic attack that he couldn't finish. Is he with you? Yes, ma'am. Could I say hello to him? You sure can. What's his name? Scott. What's his name? Scott. Scott. Okay. Hold on. Hello? Scott? Yes, ma'am? Uh, do you know why you're depressed? Um, no. I was feeling, I had a normal life up to about three months ago, and all of a sudden, I just don't want to get out of bed, and the only thing I look forward to is going to bed at night. Let me, let me say a prayer for you, huh? Okay. Okay. And we're all going to pray together, all right? When I get through, we're going to say Hail Mary together. But I want us all, all those in your on audience and everybody here, to just uh, let Jesus penetrate your heart. Sweet Jesus, I ask that you just extend your hand to Scott. And when you walked this earth, you were so loving and kind, and you healed. This man 
perhaps does not realize that he has to let go. He has to give everything to you, Lord, and trust everything to you. We cannot carry the world on our shoulders. We cannot carry our past on our shoulders. We cannot carry the future on our shoulders. We have only this present moment. And, and Lord, your love is so great that you even died for us. And so I ask that you extend your hand through the intercession of your most wonderful Mother Mary, who suffered for much, and heal him. Give him that joy that you promised all of us. You said, my joy I give to you, and no one, no one takes it away. If this man needs forgiveness, give it to him. If he needs to forgive, let him forgive. Whatever it is, Lord, that he needs, give it to him. We ask this because you have asked us to ask and to seek and to knock. And, and you said, your father knows you need all these things. So, Lord, just extend your wondrous healing hand and give him peace. The kind of peace that no one can ever take away. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst the women, fruit of thy womb, Jesus. The Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and of our death. Amen. If you in the audience, somebody in the audience here or in our TV audience, has a problem like that, call. Maybe we should say a prayer for you tonight. You know, we can talk a lot about things and people and everything else, and, and, and we can talk a lot about our problems, but there's nothing more powerful than prayer. We got a lot of people here today. If, if Jesus is in the midst of two who agree on something, did you notice that little thing? <laughs> If two people agree, I will be in their midst. But we all agreed here tonight. So if you want us to uh, pray for you for a specific reason, for someone you love, for your children, for someone who has to come back home, for someone who is lost, then you call and we'll just kind of chit-chat here until you call or whatever you have now that really needs some kind of, of healing. And closing out this week's program, a call related to a man who's suffering with a heart condition and a mm -hmm. prayer for that person. Yeah, Mother, of course, was just ready to offer a prayer whenever she saw that it was a good thing to do on the air. And, of course, a caller's just so appreciated that so much. And I've talked to a number of friends who they had different serious surgeries, and they said, you know, the doctor prayed with me, and that just made such a difference to them to know that their doctor was a man of prayer, prayed with them before the surgery, and it just put them at peace. Right, and I, and I think people can tell in, in your own lives, you have this own experience at times where you feel lifted up, mm -hmm. and, and you yeah. find out later that people have been praying for you, mm -hmm. and it does have a positive impact on whatever that 
you're going through is. I think there's even been studies that have been done how people recover much more quickly when they have people praying for them and they themselves pray, that it really does bring divine help. Well, uh, <laughs> you know, we should realize that, right? That that's what prayer does. It brings us a communion with God who is our help. And Mother talks about the idea of praying to the Lord and saying, if this man needs forgiveness, give it to him. Mm -hmm. If he needs to forgive, let him forgive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so whatever may be rooted in there that's hindering uh, my health, and it sometimes can be an emotional or unforgiveness, those sorts of things, let's let go of it. Right, and be prepared. Prayer for a man with a heart condition. We have another call. Hello? Hello. Where are you from? Pennsylvania. What is your question? Mother, I'd like you to pray for my husband. My husband is 65 years old, and he's working in a plant that's going to be taken over by someone else, and he has to continue working. He's developed this heart condition that can be repaired if he has this type of surgery, but if he doesn't have the right hospitalization, he won't be able to have it. If God would just let him be able to work for at least one more year so that he can have this and that he wouldn't be laid off right now. Why don't we just pray now, Lord Jesus, I just ask that you allow this man to keep his job for another year. He has worked very hard. And so often, Lord, when people get retiring age, they get fired or laid off and they end up with nothing. The world is cruel. It lacks in compassion. But you, O oh Lord, are all compassionate love. Heal his heart. Give him that grace to work long enough to get all the needs, all the medical needs he has fulfilled. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Through the great intercession of Mary, his holy mother. Amen. For more about Mother Angelica and to listen to her shows, go to EWTN.com. See you next time on Mother Angelica, answering the call only on EWTN Radio.